Manx Radio is the Isle of Man's national broadcaster. For many, it's the first thing they hear every morning, other than their other half shouting, Turn that f***ing shit off! For others, it's the station they always fall asleep listening to. Now, after 50 years of proudly providing the island with world-class public service broadcasting, it's been decided the time is most definitely right. Tune in next time to find out what for. Okay, folks, this is the big one. Positions, please. Let's do it. Mike's rolling. Studio One, live in five, four, Q National Anthem, three, two. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. It's 6.55am on the island's national day, and time for Thought for the Day, a chance for one of a disparate group of curates, free thinkers, homebred philosophers, and people who've just wandered in off the street to have a sit down and talk unintelligibly for 60 seconds. Today we join Milfin Redwood, a local organic platologist. Today is the island's national day. A day where men, women and children of all colours and creeds like to think about not just who they are, but where they are. Many of us go through life dwelling on the moment and caring little for its spatial awareness. The ancient Greek philosopher Pocastorus wrote, Ask not who I am, but where I'm living and what it's worth. For many of us, that quandary never finds an answer and stays forever in the limbo of a life between the island of existence and the mainland of position. It's rather like my little Scotty dog, Jocko, who runs enthusiastically after a stick when I throw it, but when he returns, sits with the stick in mouth, staring at me quizzically, as if to say, what did you throw it away for if you're so keen for me to bring it back? This Tinwell Day, take a moment to think about the stick in the mouth of your life and offer thanks that what was thrown to you by fate landed in the perfect paradise of hope rather than the torrid turd of despair. And if you want to see Milfin's lips moving and him swaying slightly from side to side as he reads out his thought for the day, you can go online to the Manx Radio portal where you can find an all manner of people sitting in the studio talking into a microphone. Manx Radio News at ya! Miss you and gone, gullers gagging. The Minister for Policy and Remedy has reassured the House of Keys that the acquisition of the steam packet company is all but complete. Chris John Thomas says all that's now required for the deal to be finalised is for government to agree a price, then find something to sell to pay for it. The transaction has been subject to long debate and tinwelled recently. Now that it's too late to do anything about it, Mr Thomas says government will be undertaking arm's length management of the company. 
so that if anything goes bang, they won't get hurt. However, he says they are keen to reinstate a cheap Roro service to Ardrossan for just £50 plus VAT, passenger transfer, duty departure tax, floating charge and arrival levy. Passengers will be able to hire their own vessel in which they'll be able to row themselves there, then row themselves back. Statistics revealed by the Cabinet Office show 73% of news stories about the Health Minister get his name wrong. David Ashford released the figures this morning. In a statement, Mr Ashworth says it's something that needs addressing as a matter of urgency. Mr Ashcloud, who was first elected in 2016, said a Tynwald committee is now being set up to resolve the issue. It's thought the committee will comprise a number of senior politicians, including Mr. Ashtray. It's 7 a.m. A management planning meeting is taking place ahead of one of the station's biggest OBs of the year, the island's National Day ceremony and celebrations. New plans for exciting new coverage have been discussed throughout the preceding 11 months, but sadly, so far they've all been rubbish. Right, good morning everyone. Now, item one on the agenda. What's item two? What? What's item two? Uh, there isn't one as such. So why is this item one? It is, in fact, the entire well, agenda. Well, there might be something in any other business. Well, is there any other business? Well, I don't know yet. We haven't got there yet. Well, can we sort it out now? Then we can decide if this is indeed item one, or as I suspect... The entire agenda. Yes, yes, and what do we actually gain from this? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? If it is item one, that suggests there will be items two, three, four, etc., and we need to allow time for them accordingly. If, on the other hand, it is the only item on the agenda, we can spend inordinate amounts of time on this one issue, as there are no constraints. I mean, it's all about structure planning, accurate nomenclature, and effective time management. Is this anything to do with the last course of HR we sent you on? Well, it may be. Remind me again what it was. At the Treasury's Enterprise Efficiency and Savings in the Workplace at Module 1. How much are these courses costing us? Well, actually, they, they started out at £25,000, then they were reduced to £15,000, but we only actually paid £6,000. Oh. oh, quite a saving then. Right, right, well, is there any other business? The gents downstairs bog is blocked again. Yeah, yes, yeah, well, I think we can minute that for now. So, so no other business, so item one is, in fact, the agenda. There is no time limit on our discussions. Are we all happy? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Good, good, good. Right, item one, Timbald coverage. Oh, God. Indeed, last year's radar figures show a worrying trend. Oh, can one year's figures show a trend? What's the problem? In a nutshell, it seems our coverage is viewed... And and listened to. Yes, yes, but mostly the former, as in the brave new world of radio, the thing we worry about least is what actually comes out the speaker. Why? Because the one thing people don't like about radio is actually having to listen to the stuff. So what do they like? Well, watching stuff online, then whinging about it on Facebook or Twitter, obviously. I digress. Uh, the fact of the matter is our coverage is seen as extremely comprehensive but dull as the proverbial sheep's droppings. And your point is? Well, people are turning off. Now, look, look, look at 2017. At the beginning of our coverage, there were 25,270 people listed as listening. By the end, this had dropped significantly. To what, exactly? Um, seven. 
including a dashant in Brighton who Sona leaves Manx Radio on playing via iPad all day while she's at work to keep him company. And one of the others was listed as a Mr Pugh from Sulby. So it's very clear. We need to make our coverage more exciting. More exciting, yes. Uh, right, right. Brainstorm, everyone. Brainstorm. How do you make Timwall Day more exciting um, by our coverage? Um, um, right. Ooh, ooh. S- set fire to the grandstand. Yeah, yeah. Set some of the really boring bits to music. Yeah. Do it at night. Do it in 3D. It's in 3D already, isn't it? There are some pretty two-dimensional characters. And the chief minister's well-rounded. Couldn't we do a, a TT-style coverage? I, I mm. like that. I yeah. like it. I like it. I like it. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, we could have a dedicated radio station on AM only. Lovely, lovely. We don't have to worry about the sound quality there. Oh, and we could call it Radio T. That's a great saving to be had there. I feel that we can just shorten the Radio TT ads. The best Viking station in the world. Oh. Love it for one day. And have all the commentators called Chris in order to save on handover confusion. I love it already. Great idea. Action stations, everyone. Can we still set fire to the grandstand as well? Well, good morning and welcome to Radio T. Max Radio T. Max Radio T. And conditions are looking good for what promises to be an exciting day here in St John's. There are only light winds and the paths are totally dry, so there's every indication we could see some record speeds today with some blistering dawdling, chatting and general lethargy on display along the world-famous 37 and 3 quarter metres of path from Churchtown past the grandstand where there's what can only be described as an expectant hum from the rather elderly audience. Then it's the long climb up the hill before heading downhill all way and it's great to watch the action in the chairs there with lots of movement by some of the top names trying to make themselves as small as possible to fit onto what is a tiny platform. But now let's get down to the start line and join Chris And Chris, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yes, and I think you're right. We're going to see some incredible speeds today. The track is looking great, and there's plenty of rushes being laid down on the racing line. And with so little rain, they haven't washed away, so virtually all the top contenders are on full leather soles. The one or two have been hand roughened. If we look at last year, Harold Creamy Quail was on great form with a post 17 minute time and a speed of over 130 millimeters an hour. What did you make of that, Chris? Well, there's only one word to describe that, Chris. Absolutely bloody amazing speed. Incredible stuff from Creamy. And apologies for the language there on Radio T. I wouldn't mind, but he's one of the friggin' commentators. Well, wouldn't you agree, Chris? Oh, what can I say? Amazing and incredible. Absolutely, Chris. Well, go on then, say it. Amazing and incredible. Thanks, Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Why, Chris. Now let's head a further 11 metres down the course where we find Dave Muslim. Dave, some amazing times expected today. Yeah, uh, Chris, amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Now let's head almost 25 metres out to where they will start that long, torturous climb onto the hill. And describing the action there for us is Roy Wood. Certainly, Chris, and the sunny conditions put me in mind of the classic tea in 1963 and the conditions were so hot that the rushes started to smoulder and some of the contenders decided to tackle the course without their hats. 
Certainly this year, and I think Creamy will be the man to beat again this year. Through the Bergen Bullet, Olaf Quayle will be snapping at his heels, and certainly never rule out the nearly mad guy, Martin Perkins. We're all set here for another uphill battle. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Roy Wood. That was wizard, if you'll excuse the pun. No, bugger off. Uh, sorry, Roy. We, we've got to head straight down to Chris now, who's at the start line as they prepare to launch themselves out of the church door. Chris, it's quite a sight. It certainly is. You can cut the tension with a knife and the, the air is thick with the smell of Volterol, peppermints and rarely used aftershave. Quite a few of the top names are already in place and have got their dawdle faces on, but I'll, I'll just wander around for a few minutes, getting in the way and annoying them. There's Jason the Juggernaut Penthouse. He's just staring into space. No change there. Alright Penty, here's the Flying Scotsman, Steve Roadrunner, immaculate tartan outfit there. And here he is, here's Creamy Quail, looking focused. We could just be having a nap, tricky to say really. Couple of words Creamy? Yes, yeah, sod and off. Okay, so he's just getting in the zone, getting his hat on, staring down the track. I'll leave him to gather his thoughts, good luck. Uh, who else have we got here? Uh, thanks Mark, Mark doing all the social media there so that those who aren't actually here today can go online to realise just how lucky they are, yes. Here's the Northern Marauder, no mood for him. Laurie, Mini, Cooper, all right, young man. Well, he's obviously feeling confident. Just give me a V sign for victory there. And there's the church bells to signal it's just two minutes to the start. Either that or it's quarter past 11. And they'll be off down the world-famous piece of gravel and rush in the 2018 Horlicks Malted Milk Senior Tea. We don't want to miss the start, so back to you, Chris. No, Chris, I'm not Chris, I'm Tim. No, you're not. Thanks, Chris, and we certainly don't want to miss that start, so let's take a commercial break. Manx Radio T! Instead of taking your rubbish from A to B, take it to C. The Irish Sea. Push it off a cliff after dark on a Friday. It'll give Beach Buddies something to do at the weekend. Beach Buddies is a registered charity dedicated to picking up other people's crap. Farmers are advised to just bury their rubbish in an old field like they've always done. Fly tables should note the sea goes in as well as out. Dolphins don't like plastic. Sir David Attenborough is 102. Bill Dale is a saint. Getting divorced. It's always stressful, no matter how many times you do it. Now, island law firms Barber & Black, Cheap Hickory and Dicker Reed Doherty have joined forces to become Barber Black, Cheap Hickory, Dicker Reed Doherty, specialists in alimony separations, divorce, litigation and nursery nursing. Call now for smiling advice, future planning, wills and endowments. And make sure that life-changing, distressing and heart-wrenching split about the family unit doesn't turn into a crisis and leave your offspring destitute. Free 30-second consultation and coffee. Subsequent meetings charged at £1,800 a minute. Barber Black Cheap Hickory Dickory Doherty. We'll make certain your children will be well endowed. I used to take me dog for a walk on Marine Drive, but not anymore. Fetch, boy! If you like to play fetch with your dog, don't use one of those long plastic ball-throwing things on Marine Drive. Lock him in the car and feed him sausages from the calf. It'll last longer. Welcome back. Well, unfortunately, we've just missed the start of the Horlicks Malted Milk Senior Tea, so it's straight down to Chris. Yes, Chris, and they're already streaming away. 
Supremi got off to a stormer, dropping his top hat and then standing on a loose shoelace, so losing some valuable time there before he was really down to his full ambling pace. So I think we could be on for some record times from a standing start, or at least a vaguely upright one. Here he goes, the flying Scotsman, the ever-reliable roadrunner, with that smooth, reliable, dependable, non-excitable style he's got, I suppose you could say. It's, you know, what's the word? And uh, dull. That's it, away he goes on that spectacular tartan outfit. They used to say if you put a sixpence on the track each year at the same spot, he'd stop and pick up every time without fail. An amazingly tight line down the course, and here's the juggernaut, Jason Penthouse. I'm just gonna shut up for a minute and let you hear Penty get away. Here he goes. What a beautiful sound that is. And I think we've got time to get a couple of the ladies away as well. Here's Katia Bistello, the Braddon Crofter, with her 2468, who don't I appreciate, rebel outfit in bright red with matching heels and hat. Splendid to see her get away again, despite all the problems she's had of late. And here's one of the loudest outfits. Bright green with silver leggings, eight inch Jimmy Choo heels, and a Philip Tracy hat made of recycled fish. It's the old mumbler. Tanya Marie Claire, April, May, June, August, Hansard, off like the clappers there, waving, signing, autographs and oh cheeky pinching the bishop's ass. But we'll have to leave it there as it's time to go 11 metres down the path to Dave Muslim. Yes, and perfect timing, Chris. You've already missed the first three contenders. Creamy cruised through a few moments ago. is looking very comfortable despite one of the slowest paces we've seen in years. Some almost a standing start. It was unbelievable he could still be upright. He'd already opened out quite a distance between the second man on the path, the flying Scotsman, Steve Roadrunner, who in turn was way ahead of whoever was next. So with news that Creamy is out in front and all the others are behind him. It's back to you, Chris. Um, it's Tim. Hello, Chris. No, my name is Tim. Oh, I don't think so, Chris. It does seem incredible that they can all be so spread out so much already. Any thoughts just how that could be, Chris? Well, just looking at the figures, it looks like the main reason is they're all going at different speeds. Timekeeper Tim O'Hanrahan is here. Any time differences, Tim? Yes, 11.25am on a Wednesday, 4.40pm on a Friday. They're quite different. Thanks, Tim, who's been doing that job for 60 years. Quite amazing. Still, hasn't got a clue what's going on. Oh, and we're just hearing someone's stopping, Chris. Can you see who it is, Chris? Well, Chris, I'm looking around, and yes, yes, it's the Nightmare himself, Mayor of Douglas, Jockey the Pants Jockin, who's stopping and taking off a shoe, I think. He's off his feet and looking at his shoes. Is it a, is it a stone? He's turned him upside down and is inspecting his soul. It is what? His soul. Oh, oh, good job it's his soul. Not all. So, yes, thanks, Chris. Well, pants may be down, but is he out? Could he be a retirement? No, he's, he's getting back onto his feet. And he's off again. Here he goes, but he doesn't sound right. And no wonder his chain's off. His chain's off. His chain's come off. Somebody stop him. Calm down, Chris. It's nothing major. We'll just have to leave it there, though, as it's time to head up to the base of the hill and join Roy. Certainly. Thanks, Chris. Perfect timing, as nothing's arrived yet. But certainly I'm reminded of the time back in 1972 when we handed over to Tommy Robert Ballacrane, as it was then and still is now. But, of course, we certainly don't commemorate that anymore, as Tinmult isn't really anywhere near, so it was a stupid idea in the first place. But back in 72, of course, Tommy had been caught short and had popped into the pub for a quick waz and stopped there while he was in for a couple of Guinness. We
The commentary continues in much the same way for the next two weeks. A management oversight as it's since been realised that unlike Radio TT, Radio T. only needs to last for one day, though some claim this would also be a more effective time for Radio TT. But the island's national day isn't just about all the excitement and drama on the hill. Just behind the hill, there's all the fun of the fair, where locals and holidaymakers alike get together to enjoy cups of tea, ice cream, people in purple tartan playing the violin and dancing, sometimes at the same time, and a chance to contribute to every charity on the island simultaneously, and a chat with members of McVannin, who come faithfully every year to tell you the whole thing is a load of old b- in recent years, there's been an increasing tendency to encourage a green ethic among many of the stallholders, with plenty of opportunities to buy other people's rubbish. There are also displays of ancient Manx skills, including falconry, whiffling, eating pigs, shove children, nagery, bear baiting and a mixed martial arts. An attempt last year to introduce cockfighting was banned on both fronts. Manx Radio has also offered extensive coverage of all the action by getting retired presenters to wander around with a microphone, backing reluctant stallholders into the corner of a tent and forcing them to be interviewed. This year is no different. Oh, hello, youngster. What are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? Uh, solid uh, bugs, T-cells, braise... Uh, uh, Money, money for money Speak life. up, can't hear you. Tell it bugs and tea towels to raise money for bunny life. And what is bunny life? It's a charity for orphaned rabbits and the, uh, their dependents. What? It's a charity for orphaned rabbits and their dependents. Oh, and when was it set up? Two weeks ago. When? Two weeks ago. And how many members have you got? Well, just, just me, me mum at the moment. Mm. Uh, are you having a good good day today, youngster? Well, not really. All right, next door to the van selling body burgers. Many many customers. No. Will you be going to the the Cayley later on? No. Uh, have you had enough? Yes. Well, thanks a lot. Good luck. Yeah. Emu faster by. Will you tell me to collect Doris? What? It's Banks. Oh, that. There are also protests to be seen in places. This year, a group of women have dressed up in striking red and white outfits to make a dignified and silent protest. Chris Cave has been sent to interview them. I'm here at the Fairfield, where a group of women are dressed up in striking red and white outfits to make a dignified and silent protest. Hello, uh, Manx Radio. Uh, What are you protesting about? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And is this something you all feel passionate about? Of course, yes. So, so why did you decide to come here today? Hmm. Uh, and do you do you think you're getting your message across? What is the principle? Oh, hang on. Uh, one of them has handed me a piece of paper. Uh, what's it say? Um, go away. Oh. Back in St John's, and a very special guest is about to arrive. And now, ladies and gentlemen, arriving by helicopter, please give a warm welcome to the Supreme Leader of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Mr. Kim Jong-un. Yes, yes, and a very warm yeboseo to you, Mr. Kim. Uh, how you say? Uh, first am I, uh, you're right, fella, fat and middling, yes, sir. Very good. Do come this way. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Rodan, our countries are really very much alike. Oh, yes? Of course, uh, built on 
thousands of years of single-party rule, all forms of transport owned and controlled by a ruling state party, propaganda on national state radio broadcasts, no tourists allowed to come. Oh, no, no, we do allow tourists here. Uh, then uh, where are they? Um... Mr. Steve Rodan, it is so refreshing to see so many loyal Manx people gathered in a public fashion to pay respect to your tyrannical autocracy. Tell me, do you store the nuclear missiles under that big hill? <laughs> Good one, Mr. Kim. I am not joking. <clears throat> Moving on. Now, I know you've just met up with Mr. Trump over there, but... It's important that you don't think all world leaders are the same as he is. Overweight, out of touch, bumble... Hello! Ah, uh, Mr. Chief Minister, you'll know all visiting dignitary, Mr. Kim. Oh yes, sir. Konnichiwa, domo arigato, double king prawn and fried rice, sore finger. Who is this clown, Mr. President? This is, uh, this is, uh, Cleaner, Howard. Hello, Howard. He's a bit simple, but he's, he's enthusiastic. What are you talking about, Steve? I'm the Chief Minister. Oh, of course you are, Howard, of course you are. Let's continue the visit, Mr. Kim. Do you like motorbikes, Mr. Kim? We recently had Prince William over visiting for the TT races. He, he found it very enjoyable, don't oh, you know? No, 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 it, it is all too dangerous for me. In my spare time, I prefer to visit my country's secret weapons labs and sanctioning the execution of dissidents. Well, if racing isn't your thing, I'll introduce you to the Legislative Council. A Legislative Council? Yes, our upper parliamentary chamber. We have five new ones this year, all ladies. You're erected five women. Very progressive. Oh, no, no, they weren't technically elected. They're appointed, you see, just like the bishop. Oh, there's the bishop over there. He Hello, Mr. Bishop. Uh, may I use the uh, bathroom? Yes, the, the, the toilets are over there, but mind your way, it's 50p to get through the turnstile. We've got to fund that toilet tax somehow. Toilet tax? Unelected representatives? Ugh, we are leaving. This place is... How you say Manx Radio would like to apologise for the god-awful Asian accent exhibited in the previous sketch. We can assure listeners of a sensitive persuasion that the perpetrator has been taken out and shot. By the end of the day, everyone has had enough and Manx Radio reverts to its normal broadcasting. You can't have too much of a good thing. But as a final treat, there is a live radio broadcast of the fireworks for those who couldn't actually stay up that late to see them, or saw the much more expensive ones in TT Week and couldn't be bothered watching them again. For many faithful listeners, it's a familiar end to a special day, tuning in to their favourite national broadcaster and waiting for something to go bang. It's hoped next year to add some pictures, and so, against all the odds, we get to the end of another special day at IM1. Oh, come on, come on! Oh, oh damn it! What do you mean they can't find the matches? I've just told them it's going ahead now.
One Two was written and performed by Edwina Roach, Lex Label, G11 and Vera Schick, with great and happily unpaid help from Richie Sawmills, Betty Sheep and Henry Bleat. It was produced with love and care by Ed Ballocks. <laughs>